0: Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have you here for another Q&A Instagram Live that I have done Recently, we have some more great pre-med years interviews coming up, so please do not unsubscribe from this podcast so that you get all of these great episodes for free on your device. Before we jump into the q and I want to talk about the MCAT Minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. If you're a non-traditional student getting ready to prepare for the MCAT, one of the hardest things is figuring out when to take it because you're not following a general freshman, sophomore, junior timeline where it's very easy, relatively speaking, to know where the MCAT fits in. The biggest thing for you as a non-trad that you should do is think backwards from when you are planning on starting medical school, at least where you think you will start medical school. So let's say you're starting medical school in 2025 and you're going to apply in 2024. That means ideally you're taking the MCAT January to April of 2024. January to April of the year before you want to start medical school to help you with that plan and go to blueprintmcat.com sign up for a free account where you get access to an amazing study planner tool for free to help you plan out your study schedule Again, that's blueprintmcat.com go sign up for that free account with tons of free goodies including that study planner tool let's go and jump into our Q&A today instagram live it is friday july 1st welcome welcome how are you today i'm excited to be here and answer your questions hang out have a chat what's going on today how are you all doing on this wonderful july 1st are you a bunny bunny or a rabbit rabbit person um i know some people say bunny bunny some people say rabbit rabbit we're a bunny bunny household uh, I have a question, but can't join in. Can I type it instead? I don't know. You can try it. No guarantee I get to it, though. Um, so if you are new here, hello, hello, everyone. Um, how we play is you ask to join live. I bring you on. We have a chat. We hang out. Roe v. Wade has really limited my med school choices. I'm sorry about that, King's daughter. Um definitely has thrown a wrench into a lot of people's lives trying to figure out where they want to go, what they want to do. Um We'll see. The Florida Florida judge keeps fighting a good fight. Um um paused uh, some new law in florida saying it was unconstitutional for florida's constitution difference between degrees like mbbs and masters of medicine like is it the same when considering uk usa uh i, I need more context to answer that um I need to know, are you an international student? Are you a U.S. student? Are you planning on practicing in the U.S.? Are you planning on practicing um, uh, in the U.K.? It needs needs a lot more context around that. Go Gators! Go Gators. All right. Start bringing on some people, answering some questions. I think Blueprint's supposed to join me today. Hello, hello. I'm not able to come up on the um, video, mm. but I—it looks question. like you can. It looks like your fingers covering it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm covering it. Um, my question is, I I literally sent in my application to comos like a few days ago, and okay. they already verified me.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, comos has historically been very quick—two, three, four days.
1: I know. I was I I thought two weeks. Um, so now, with like the secondaries turning around, uh, mm-hmm. if I don't get it in within like two or three weeks, how like how bad is that?
0: If you don't turn it around in two to three weeks, yeah, oh, well, turn it around in two to three weeks. Try try hardest, and if you can't, you can't, but but shoot for it.
1: Right, because I thought that it would they would verify me in two weeks, and then I'd get another two weeks, so I'd have like a month.
0: Uh, but wow, that was quick. Yeah. Welcome to okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Good job. Thank good you. luck.
1: You too. Thanks.
0: Bye. Um, all right. Keep rocking and rolling. Good morning, Rachel Grubbs in the house. Good morning, Rachel, the artsy med also
2: in the house. Hello there. Yeah. Hi. Good day. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. So I have a quick question. This may be a little bit off key, but. I'm I'm a, a physician and I wanted to know any information about special accommodations or arrangements for children of alumni as they apply to medical school.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I yeah, I, I went to school in New York, graduated from medical school in New York. Yeah. And Where know, where in I'm, New York? Downstate.
0: Okay, so SUNY downstate. I, I'm a in New downstate. York. I, I'm a New York Medical College alum.
2: Okay, cool.
0: So, so not too far away from downstate.
2: Right. So I was just interested. You know, my daughter. She's she's a little bit way off. She's just getting started in college, but I was just. Yeah. I want to really be proactive, and I want to get her on the MCATs and everything going as soon as she gets into college. But I, I just wanted to know about any information about. legacy stuff legacy stuff yeah I mean I hope that I can get her in on legacy (laughs) well the hope is that she
0: can get in on her own merits and if legacy helps a little bit then why not Um, yeah so legacy is weird Uh, I I don't know too much right every school is going to be different with how they're going to view legacy standards Um, and Legacy seems to have more of an impact in the undergraduate world, although I think that's changing, although I I don't have my my claws into that world as much. Um, I just I don't think there are enough seats in medical school for legacy to have a huge impact. I think I think you having gone there, um, the the network that you have as a physician will allow her to be able to have access to a lot more resources and experiences that are going to help her in a lot of ways, um, outside of you just having have have legacy at Downstate. But outside of that, they they may look at it, they may not. It's just going to depend on the admissions committee. It's going to depend on the year. It's going to depend on what's going on, and and um, and if and and if they liked you when you were a student. They're going to go back and look at your file. They're like, oh, we didn't like this guy.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> so it it just depends.
2: So the only other point I would make is that you know I graduated. Away a long time ago. Yep. actually and and the processes. I listened. I've, I've been listening to you regularly. Has changed so much. It, it's a night and day. So I mean, even though I try to advise my daughter, I realize that my advice is just not relevant anymore because things have changed so much. Yeah. It's just a world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, right? Um, back, back in your days, it's a lot of just, are you smart enough? Can you do well enough? Uh, sure. We'll take you. And now it's, yeah. And now it's a lot of, you have to be good enough, uh, but not the, the top student. And let me make sure you're doing all of these other things to, to understand this world that you're going into. So, but, but again, the network, are, are you still practicing now?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I'm still practicing definitely. Yes. Yeah.
0: So so I'm just
2: Santa, Georgia.
0: Oh, nice. So she's not a New York resident anymore. So that's gonna play a huge um, role. Yeah. That's
2: the We left New York.
0: Yeah. So so that to me, out of anything else, that potentially plays a role because and and it's been a couple months since I actually looked at this data, but uh SUNY downstate is very much um very small out of state uh, numbers that they take. Upstate, I think, is close to zero, and I, I may have my numbers flipped. Uh, upstate is like zero, and then downstate is like a, just a few out of state. It, it may be flipped where downstate is zero and upstate is just a few, but that's going to play a bigger role than anything else.
2: Gotcha. I, I was I was afraid of that. I was I was thinking about that. That she's she'd love to go back to New York and go to school, but, but she's, you know, she's, yeah, we left New York a long time ago. Well, the
0: the good thing is there are about 10 other schools in the city that she can potentially go to. Correct. correct. (laughs) So lots of options.
2: And the college that she's going to go to actually has a medical school. So good. That's, that should help also. So,
0: yeah. So, so again, I think, uh, the the fact that she has you as a father uh, as a physician, a practicing physician, just that network and resources that you're able to provide for her are gonna help tremendously, which is one, one of the the downfalls of this, right? is there are a lot of amazing students out there who don't have a, a physician, father or mother, uh, who don't have, neighbors who are doctors because they don't live in that sort of neighborhood and, and they don't have the, the access to network, to find shadowing, to find um, some maybe uh, uh, under the table medical assistant jobs where they can get trained on the job. Um, and so just that uh, sort of head start that she has is going to help a lot.
2: Beautiful. All right. So. That's been very
0: yeah, my my biggest piece of advice for you is just don't push her too hard. Let her let her figure it
2: out. I, I'm trying. To, I, I just <laughs> want to be helpful. That's what I want to be. Good,
0: good. I, like, Have like, a good one.
2: All making... right,
0: thank you. Bye. All right, hanging out with the parents today. I love it. Uh, again, if you want to come on and ask some questions, I thought Blueprint was joining me this morning. I guess not. Are you, Blueprint, are you in the house and you can't figure it out? What's going on? Maybe not, maybe not. Trying to hydrate with my half-gallon bottle of water. Uh, I have a question about HPSP. Well, come on and ask your question. Um so again if you're new here request to join live I'll bring you on we'll have a chat so much so much better than um anything else and do they get sent often to dangerous combat areas I don't know define often <laughs> um so Again the the goal of these days is to have you come on have you ask questions and if there are no questions then I just leave <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go take a nap or something Hello hello <laughs> Hello hello
3: Hello,
4: hello. Hello.
3: Give me one sec. Give me one sec. Yes. Yeah, okay. So my question is
0: What what I have a question for you. What what NFT project is your little avatar from?
3: <laughs> okay, um so it is called Clay Friends. K Friends. Friends. Okay. Clay, Clay, Clay. Oh, Clay. clay. clay, out of clay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yes, it's quite, it's quite, quite popular. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> getting back to the topic, um, I'm 17, right? Okay. So, so I think that is. I'm doing my GCSEs, which is almost equivalent to I think sophomore year of high school, if I'm not mistaken.
0: What country are you in now? now? Dubai. Okay. I'm flying through Dubai in November.
3: Uh huh. Go going go. to the
0: Maldives for a week. Have some vacation. Nice. Okay, so you're in the you're in Dubai.
3: Yeah, so I'm in Dubai, right? And so, um, I'm looking into getting into you know a med school, and for that, right, I've obviously my family and I, we're planning to move either to the US mm-hmm. or to the UK or Canada, right? We have three options in mind, okay. which we will be making in the fol- following years, right? A couple of years, maximum, okay. maximum right before university, yep. right? and so um, my thing is that I have two questions question is whenever I... uh
0: oh we lost him Let's see if he comes back Doo-doo-doo. give him one more second Three, two, one, no. All right. I'm sorry. All right, he dropped off anyway. Hello, everyone. Joining now, if you are new here, requested to join live, ask a hey, question. What's going yes. on?
5: I just have a question about the uh, HPSP scholarship. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm actually a native Arab speaker. So okay. I talked to a recruiter the other day. And they were like, possibly since, you know, with HPSP, uh, HPSP scholarship, if you're pretty much proficient in one of those languages, they usually send you to those locations.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so first of all, um, don't listen to recruiters. They, they don't know I what know, they're talking she about. She told
5: me a whole bunch of bull crap and I'm like, I'm so pretty sure. Were you,
0: were you specifically talking to a medical recruiter or just a regular uh, yeah, recruiter? a medical
5: recruiter down here in Atlanta.
0: Okay. So, so that's, that's good.
5: Yeah, so because I was considering a few schools here in Georgia, yes, yeah. Mercer, MCG, and Morehouse, okay. um and Emory. But thing is, the cheapest one is MCG. But even then, like they're all pretty expensive. And I was thinking about the HPSC scholarship, but I was kind of talking to my parents about it, and I'm not really sure 100 percent because you know, I asked a bunch of physicians that I worked with also who did HPSC scholarship, but they did it back in the 90s before 9/11. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, they could have like split deployments where they could go for three months, come back, and then another three months. Yep. But what I've heard recently is they don't do that anymore, where it's like you have a nine month deployment and they can send you to, you know, Kuwait, Qatar, Germany, Italy. It's just really random at times. Yeah. So my question was when you were in the Air Force doing the HPSP scholarship and everything, how often, you know, were they deploying you and to what? areas like were they really dangerous combat areas or just one of those hey do the air force base here yeah
0: well when i was in we were much more active in afghanistan so yeah. um I, i've i i was never deployed when i was in um gotcha somehow <laughs> i was in five years and, and never just, deployed yeah luck. um i i was um uh, just going on missions we would fly into those areas and and Uh, when we would fly in, we would have to do, uh, like combat landings where we all are wearing our bulletproof vests and helmets and everything and trying to land as quickly as possible. Um, and, and so we're on bases in, in not great areas. Uh, and so I, have talked to, uh, or I know people who are like an orthopedic surgeon um, I think he was in the army, uh, HPSP ortho orthopod, um, who got deployed with special forces and was just like gone oh, for wow. four or five six months, and like his oh, wife yeah. didn't know where he was, and <laughs> so um, I, ultimately at the end of the day, um, it it's an interesting time where we're in where. World War Three may start tomorrow. We don't know with, yeah, with everything going funny. on. You
5: know, what if you go to war against Russia? I and mean, then, you know, yeah. I'm being pulled in. It, it,
0: it'll be right. over very quickly if we went to war with Russia. Yeah. Uh, the have, like, the China, nukes. Taiwan and
3: all that. It's
0: just... Yes, China and Taiwan are a completely different story. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, at the end of the day, the, the first question you should ask yourself is, do I want to be in the military?
5: I mean, I've had a family in the military and okay. they spoke kind of positive about it. Okay. The thing is I had a cousin who was serving the Marines, which is a whole different story. You know, this is back like 2003 to like 2008, high of the war. And actually the uncle served in Desert uh, Desert Storm. Okay. But I don't know if it was like, they can really speak about it because they weren't physicians. They were engineers. Correct. It's so a whole different, you know, bowl game right there. Correct. And the doctor I currently worked for, he was part of Desert Storm, uh, but there was no HPSC scholarship around the time. It was just basically, hey, you're a doctor. You go to the military to serve. Mm. So he spoke about it. He said he was stationed in Kuwait the whole time. They never sent him into Iraq or any of that, which he said nowadays it could be different because, you know, depending on specialty. Sometimes even if you're just a regular general, uh, general medical officer, he said they could just send you to a combat area if they gave you a certain training for it, basically.
0: It, uh, it's a, it depends. Yeah, they, yeah. they can. Because
5: <laughs> personally, I have no bias for any specialties. I'm down to do any specialty that you know I'm open to. Yeah. And if, I know with HP scholarship, if you don't get the specialty you want you can just serve out as a GMO and then mm-hmm. after you serve your four years, you can go into, you know, whatever residency you want, you're basically out. Yep. But but the things that way uh things are going right now, kind of like nerve-wracking, you know, hey, what sent to Ukraine out of nowhere? And you know, I I don't know. just some of these like stories about it. So I was kind of weighing that between the Air Force HPSP and the Navy HPSP because I had recruits from both hit me up about it. And yeah. I'm not 100% sure, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like which one is the more safe option, which one might get deployed less being in the ocean versus, you know, on land in the Air Force.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't think you can, um, I don't think you can play that game of, yeah. of which one's safer, which one will be deployed less because as you practice, as you mm-hmm. get out of medical school, you do your residency. Let's say you get the residency yeah. that you want, so everything's going great. And mm-hmm. then, and then your unit gets hit hit up for deployment, and they they task yeah. you. And now what? Now are you are you going to be pissed and mad and angry and upset she and regret you joining? So I, I think you either you either take it all or, or you don't. Uh, And taking it all doesn't mean you're going to love all of it, um, but you're okay with it. And, and you are accepting those risks Um, and not just the risks for yourself, right? I I don't know if you have a a girlfriend or a spouse or anything at this time, a boyfriend, whatever. Um, But when I chose to do HPSP, I was a relatively single man, right? I, I had I, I had girlfriends, uh, but then I met my future wife the first day of medical school. And so now my decision to join the military didn't just affect me, it affected her as well. Um, correct. And so you have to you have to uh, assume that risk as well to yeah. go, I know that this decision I'm making is not just a decision for me it's a decision yeah. for me and my future family. Should they be a part of my life during this time? Gotcha. And they're going to have to be you okay deploy with that.
5: With your family half the time. No. Like, nope. You're not bringing them along.
0: No de- deployments equals no family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean, unless you're stationed, I don't know, Delaware or like California where you could possibly have them, you know, a few miles away.
0: Uh, it, it depends, that. right? a deployment is different than, than PCSing. So yeah, yeah, them like, moving. Station, you, Yeah. Yeah. So,
5: all right. Thank you very much. Those are all the questions. I yeah,
0: had. you're welcome. Good luck.
5: Thank
0: you. All right. Our friends from Blueprint are here. So we can uh, bring on Blueprint.
6: Hey.
0: Hello, Joya. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you?
6: I'm good. I'm done with my very first year of med school.
0: Woohoo! Congratulations. Oh, wait. Let's see if my sound effects work. <laughs> so cute congrats yes thank you yeah how'd it go what what are your uh, takeaways uh, reflecting back Ooh. on the year
6: um the mcat was more relevant than i thought it was gonna be
0: no don't like, say that that's so you're sorry. a shill for Blueprints. I, mean, I am not
6: i am not a shill <laughs> i do have to say though
0: like, oh i lost your audio certainly was oh, there not. you go
6: it was not it was not everything it was not everything But like a couple little key things made my life a little easier. And that was really cool. That made me feel smart. And that was nice because you don't get to feel smart very often in in med school. Yeah. Um, So there were definitely a couple moments. Certainly not everything. Please do not. (laughs) There's so much stuff that never came up. But there were definitely like random little things that I was surprised by, like Erickson stages. They really still wanted us to know that for child development. And I was like really grateful that I had flashcarded those into oblivion, into my brain.
0: Nice. Um,
6: that was really cool, but the biggest thing is like, I I think I might actually know how to study, which was really cool, and it didn't feel that way day one, but it certainly feels better now. Yeah. Um, huge, huge learning curve, huge learning curve. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was actually, it was really fun. I don't think you're supposed to say that, but
0: like- I'm You really are, excited. it's okay.
6: Um, I had a blast. Yeah. Learning things, I'm a big nerd. Um. And it was it was really cool. And I'm like really excited to go back.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think uh, and I'm probably guilty of this, too, where I talk about how miserable I was the first two years of med school. And it was a lot of fun. Right. It, yeah. it can be both. I, I was miserable because I had to learn all this stuff and I was struggling with keeping up. And I had an amazing community of people around me that I loved.
6: Yeah. Ooh, totally underestimated that. Yeah. I thought I thought everyone who told me like, oh, like from the accepted students were like, you know, the community is so great. Students are so nice to each other. And I was like, eh, everybody says that on Accepted Students Day. It's like very real. I love my class. And my class is huge. We're like 200 plus people. Yeah. So the fact that we actually have some class cohesion was like really nice.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Have you guys found your patterns of like, okay, after test day, everyone goes to this bar, this club, whatever. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
6: Um, yes. Uh, it's been nice. I think there's a nice diversity in like what people do afterwards. We live really like our campus is really close to Prospect Park. So we've been trying to emphasize the, like, let's have people go to bars or whatever, but also have like the options of parks because not everybody drinks. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, there's a lot of people in my med school who are really cognizant of that. So it's just really nice to be in a community like this.
0: That's I feel awesome. really lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My some of my best friends are are, are med school friends, so that's yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, we, we we don't say that anymore. Um, all right, so we're gonna bring on some people to ask some questions about uh, MCAT or med school yeah. or pre med. Um, And maybe we'll give away uh, an access to Blueprint Live Online course, which Joya, you're an instructor of. Um, You mentioned Ericsson and flashcards. Blueprint MCAT, if you go sign up for a free account, has over 1,600 flashcards on their their space repetition platform.
6: They're really pretty. They didn't exist when I was using Blueprint as a student. I'm so jealous. They're really pretty.
0: That's awesome. All right. Trying to bring some people on. Let's see if they want to join us. Hello.
7: Hi. Hello. Um, I just have a question about my GPA. Okay. Um, I graduated from college in May of 2021. So last year. Um, I actually graduated early, so I just did three years. Um, but my first semester of my last year, so my GPA semester-wise had always been between like three five to three eight. And then the one semester fall of 2020, it went down to, I'm looking at my map right now, um, to uh, 2.65. You
0: love that? She's looking at her mapped account. <laughs> I love that. I, I, heard, love I
7: heard that. I was like, ooh, well played. <laughs> um, and in context, I think I have like really good reasons for this. One of my professors, my school was completely online. One of my mm-hmm. professors was pregnant and was like, you know what? We're just going to do this 16-week course in eight weeks so I can have my baby even though you guys are taking a full course load otherwise and not shortening any of the content. And I think time, time management wise, it was really hard for me. And that was why that happened. And I was also taking physics too and immunology and epidemiology. Uh, It's just a lot all at once. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm taking just two classes, six credits this summer um, just to get A's in those and have that on the books but i was wondering what you guys think as far as like how alarming this is on an application um because it was kind of at the end and i know it makes the trend not look
0: yeah what are your final numbers
7: um my cumulative overall gpa is a 3.5 and my science gpa is a 3.4
0: okay so not stellar not bad just kind of yeah just kind of (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of and and yeah. what is your the the green line on that dashboard uh how does that look
7: um can i just like rattle off the semester GPAs?
0: you can try yeah go ahead
7: it goes it's so
0: like, so go to your actually are you on the details page on mapped if you click on more detail on that gpa graph oh, here we go, and then go to the second the second table the class standing gpas and and rattle off first year second year third year freshman sophomore all right um oh
7: my gosh i clicked something and it <laughs> took me away um so freshman is a 3.8 Sophomore is a 3.6 and then junior is, or sophomore is a 3.66 and then junior is a 3.48.
0: Okay. And so your senior classes aren't in yet.
7: So, cause I only did three years.
0: Uh, There's only like a
7: senior. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that trend is concerning, right? Of like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, think, I think it sounds like you understand that and it sounds like you're taking classes to kind of do a little bit of post back work. So you, mm-hmm. you may need a, a semester or two of some post back work, bringing that, um, turning that frown upside down.
7: Sure. <laughs> do you think I, do you think I should look into taking even more classes? Like I said, right now I'm just taking six credits cause I also work full time.
0: Yeah. Um, I would.
7: So I, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm
6: also in agreement i think a few more classes will help i think recent demonstration of mastery over concepts that you previously struggled with is a really strong story to sell even with the trend that's like a little bit Meow.
0: um
6: i also think though it's worth looking at is that a dying I mean, I like cat no, no never a dying cat, I'm a cat they're immortal they're immortal i am never
0: they have nine that. lives so can die at no, least yes. once
6: no no death for my cat stop um but I do think it's also important to think about how you're going to write about it and how you're going to talk about it. Um, That's something I think you framed it really well. You were like, I was doing a lot. Time management was really, really challenging for me. And then, you know, framing that in the lessons that you've learned about how to manage time better, how to ask for resources better, how to know your limits, et cetera, et cetera. I think those are all good things to do, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I also didn't have, I had a different trend, but I also didn't have stellar final numbers and I did more classes Um, and I think it helped. And I think I was able to talk about that and say, you know, there's this semester that <laughs> took a little bit of a nose dive, but look at this more recent work. I'm I'm showing you that I can learn and I can perform, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do in medical school. So, definitely I think it can't hurt to add a few more credits and a few more classes. And just if you're interested in that fits those pre-med pre reps yeah. and yeah. advanced level classes that really yeah. show, you know, I can I can hack it in this mm-hmm. in this tough in this tough academic world.
7: Sure. So, that was kind of my follow-up question then is my major was physiology, um And then plus all of the medical school prerequisites, I've kind of exhausted a lot of those upper division science classes. Mm. So would you guys recommend retaking? Like I got like a C in physics too. Would that be worth it to retake or should I still try to find like new upper division science classes?
0: Joya, what do you think?
7: That's a good question. So
6: I had some classes that I had seasoned, but I also was really non-traditional, like very old out of school. So there were a lot of schools that I actually kind of had to retake. Some schools were like, we don't love prerequisites that are really old. So I retook, but I don't know what that actually looks like if you retake recently. So Ryan, I'm actually curious what you yeah. think about
0: that. Yeah, because I was
6: retaking like seven, eight years out.
0: Yeah, and that, that makes much more sense. So re, retaking a, a physics two, which you don't really need a ton of for MCAT, right? So you wouldn't be helping there. And you would just be taking it to get another A, hopefully. And yeah. so uh, at the end of the day, taking that versus going and trying to find other upper division classes, that you can get A's in there's really no difference you're not you're not proving anything by getting an A in physics 2 versus getting an A in some like cell biology class that you haven't taken before
6: gotcha I think like making making the classes work for your process is also good Mm -hmm. like I definitely there were some prereqs that I was like on the fence about retaking and I chose to retake ones that I hadn't taken in 10 years Um, <laughs> but also ones that I knew were like high yield on the MCAT. I was like, Ooh, let me, let me make my class work work for me. Yeah, okay. I'm going to take a class anyways. I may as well take something that's going to help or something higher level that's going to demonstrate like advanced mastery.
0: Yep. Okay. Cool. Good luck. Okay
6: thank you so you got yeah.
0: this all right appreciate it. Brian Brian Torres from hood to MD I, I want you to join I want to see how you're doing brother Ooh. um come come I join if like you can I
6: feel like I've seen your stuff it's gonna be exciting request
0: Brian uh we'll we'll bring on uh our good friend Adi Dayo he's like our our token guest every week <laughs> um we gotta bring on Adi Dayo hello there
4: Hi. How
0: are you? Good. How are you? Say hi to Joya too.
4: Hey. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. And congratulations on your first year of medical school. Thank you. Well, hopefully I get to say, someone gets to say congratulations to me very soon too. (laughs) And um, so I had a quick question. Um, It's about, okay, so my MPAS application got verified, however, they switched around my um, credit hours and how it was classified as junior, senior, freshman, and sophomore. Because yep. right now, um, okay, a little bit of background. I uh, got a bachelor's degree in Nigeria before moving to the US. However, um, University of Maryland College Park only granted me credits for a couple classes, mm-hmm. and they were just passed for fear, and they were all classes. So um, I didn't actually send a transcript to NCATS because it didn't require it. However, those classes were categorized as freshman classes for me, but they weren't factored into the credit hours. Because right now, my freshman credit hours so is only took five credit hours classes. Um, my sophomore 27 my um, junior 28 and my senior 61 which there's no way I took 61 terrible so
0: yeah yeah so and so, so I'll, I'll stop you Adidayo I would I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it so amcas okay. is going to do what they're going to do they're going to figure that out yeah. and they have especially for non-traditional students with, with uh, credits that are transferred in from, from overseas or whatever, AMCAS has uh, a very funny way of categorizing, is this a freshman class, junior class, sophomore class, whatever, um, not strictly based on literally when you took it, in terms of your journey, at least here in the States for your undergraduate journey. For, for students like you, where you have this mishmash of credits, potentially, they'll just go and go, hey, zero to 30, we're going to classify that as freshman year. Even those credits, it sounds like that didn't count as credits, but they did, but they didn't. Like, they're going to count that towards that zero to 30. And then 30 to 60 is sophomore, 60 to 90 is junior, and then 90 plus is is senior so i've seen some funky transcripts uh or amcast pdfs where people have like a hundred hours of senior credits and that's just yeah. that's just how it is so I, I wouldn't worry about it uh i would trust that hopefully they know what they're doing i hope so
4: you know what-
6: um no one's going to think you're lying because AMCAS, yeah. everybody knows that AMCAS is the ultimate arbiter of what your hours look like. There's a ton of students in my M1 class or M2 class um, that have very similar situations to you, like did part of their undergrad overseas, then came here. And their AMCAS PDFs are bonky. They look weird. And none of them had a problem with it. I mean, they all wrote about their non-traditional journey at some point in their application. So that was like clearer to admissions when they were reading it. But Adcom's Know that Amcast decides where your credit hours go, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too much. Mine also looked a little weird because I transferred in undergrad from one school to another in the state still, but it was still a little funky. Um, some things were misclassified. My hours, like senior year, also looked like abnormally high, and then I had a post back, and nobody gave me a hard time about it. They, they okay. know.
4: <laughs> thank you. I, I just got
6: so worried, and um,
4: yeah.
0: You'll be thank all right. I think it. Yeah. Bye. Yep. Bye. We love Adi Dio here. All right. Brian from Hood to MD, if you're going to join, join. I don't see you yet. <laughs> I hope know if you're still here. Hi. Hello there, Angelina.
8: Hi. Hello. Um, I wanted to ask about the Blueprint MCAT, actually. Um, I got the fee assistance um, through AAMC. And I don't know the difference between live online and online course. And I'm wondering Mm. if I should, like, I tried to do it with, like, my resources to save money because a thousand is still a lot. But, yeah, I'm just, like, not that I'm not organized. I'm just procrastinating as much as I can because I can't just organize myself, honestly. So I'm, like, wondering which one is better for me to get me on track to study. I'm going to take it in
6: January. Okay. That's a good question. So the the real difference is whether or not you go to classes that have an instructor teaching you live online, or if you're just doing things on your own, you have access to all the same resources and full-lengths and QBanks and flashcards and whatnot, but you don't have a live person teaching you every week. So if the thing that you're struggling with is accountability, there is definitely a benefit to an instructor because um, spoiler alert for anyone who's never taken our classes, we will email you if you don't show up. You will get an email from me that says, Hey, that I missed you in class the other day. You doing all right? Slacker. Get that. <laughs> no I judgment. That. Never judgment. But but you will, there is an element of accountability that exists when there's a human person who knows who you are, who is expecting to see you every week. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something that I always say if students are like, the thing I'm struggling with isn't knowing, it's showing up and like doing the things, um, that definitely helps. And then we have a new feature, which is a Discord, which is really nice, where students yeah. can join a Discord channel with their class and their instructors. So you have this like kind of fluid access to us during the week as well to be like, hey, there was this question I needed help on or whatnot, and also to schedule time to study with your own classmates. Um, some of our classes right now have like little study groups going on. They jump into the Discord on like a live study channel and just hold each other accountable for a couple hours a week. And that's, I'm watching that. I'm just kind of like by myself watching that being like "Ooh, interesting um but I think accountability is a huge value for live um with both of them the materials you have access to is identical um it's just a matter of do you want someone telling you what to do when and checking in on you to make sure you've done it or do you feel comfortable doing it by yourself um I love live I'm biased I teach live um but I do think that a lot of students have said you know even though I don't know you personally I do feel a little bad if I don't show up because I know that you know that I'm not there. Um, yeah. I also have a tendency to hide cat pictures in our break timers. So if you ever join a class of mine, we have like a five minute break in the middle of class because it's two and a half hours long. And um, I have learned how to embed pictures behind my cat timers. So if you ever want to see great cat pics, <laughs> um, that's, that's
0: my- Joy priority. of the cat lady.
6: <laughs> I love oh. cats more than yeah. I can say, um, but it's a good community. Yeah. So if that's something you're feeling isolated with, it's definitely useful.
0: Are are any and of your cats named Emma?
6: Ordered? No, my cats are named Pesto and Gnocchi, like the pasta <laughs> and the sauce.
0: Nice.
8: The fridge is loud. Uh, are they any of them recorded? Like, can I rewatch
6: them later? Yes. Okay. You can rewatch all of them. You can also jump into a different instructor's class than the one you registered for if your schedule ever gets in the way. Yeah. So like I have students sometimes who pop into my class and I'm like, I've never seen that name before. And that just means that, you know, they couldn't make it to their, their Thursday class so they came to my Sunday and that's totally fine. So it's very flexible, um, but it's there's still like a lot of structure. So yeah. you can always rewatch stuff. Um, you can always rewatch other people's stuff. Like you can rewatch whatever you want as many times as you want while you have access. Um, but there's like a core group that you'll register for. And that's who you'll be. Who That's the instructor that will kind of keep tabs on you.
0: Yeah. The the biggest thing also that, that I know of that I like is that the instructors aren't there to just teach you the same information that you're watching the videos and, and learning. They're there to yeah. help integrate the information that you've learned that you're bringing to class to integrate that into how the MCAT is going to ask the questions and frame the answers and everything else. So it's a lot more.
6: And I learn also personally because it's two instructors at a time. It's not just one person. So there's two instructors that teach you simultaneously. And we like give different opinions on how we studied or like what we think is the right way to approach a problem. And that's definitely like a useful thing. I've learned a lot about test prep myself just from my co-instructors. That's something I've never experienced before. I've never done that. And I really like it um, just because it's a diversity of perspective. So whatever your vibe is, at least one of the instructors will probably say something that fits your learning style yeah that's awesome yeah i
8: definitely will go for the live online then
6: <laughs> come join uh, one of my classes
0: angelina yeah. would you would you like to uh have a free live online course from blueprint mcat <laughs> of, course. <laughs> <laughs> of course why
8: um, how would that help you I really, I really need it like i'm just struggling with like studying like uh, practice test even took me like eight hours because I was just taking breaks. Don't have the stamina to study. Don't really have experience with a test like that. And materials, like I'm all over the place. Um, Kaplan books are not helping me. <laughs> like, I, I just need the instructors and uh, just need help overall with MCAT, it's like scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, DM me uh, and say, hey, I was I was on your live and and I won the the free course and we'll we'll get you hooked up.
8: Oh my God!
6: Thank you so much. That's so amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. Yay! <laughs> oh, oh, sound effect.
0: <laughs>
6: my, my skeleton says
0: congratulations.
6: <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Congrats.
8: Oh, I'm so happy now. I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to finally do it. I my my skeleton water. says hi, too. Oh <laughs> I love that we
8: each have,
0: have one. It's like uh, a prereq. Have, um, <laughs> yes, it is. All right.
8: I'll get one. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you yep. so much. Thanks.
0: All right. Um, oh, my God. I need that. <laughs> you need a skeleton or you need a, an MCAT bl- blueprint course? Both. <laughs> um,
6: Yes. Always both. Yes. I got mine from a school where the science teacher was like throwing it out because he's wobbly. Hello. <laughs> so mine. Hello.
1: What's up? Hey, how are you? How are y'all doing? Good. How are
0: you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so my name is Keys. I recently graduated uh, with my bachelor's and I am now doing an internship at the CDC. Um, so it's like a CDC-Morehouse Public Health Institute partnership. Um, So I'm learning a lot about, you know, public health and it's a different type of science. It's not a hard science, something that I'm used to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm kind of at a crossroads of what to do after the internship. It ends uh, late Mm -hmm. July. And so now I'm considering an MPH. I don't know if I want to do like a dual degree MD MPH or if I want to do the MPH first. I just I don't know where to go from here. Um, and I've tried to study for the MCAT since January of this year. I've tried to do that on top of my course load which was kind of hard. Uh, so I hired a tutor uh, she's she's doing really good um, still trying to find times to study while I'm doing the internship because it's like a full-time job eight to five Monday through Friday um, so I just I'm at a crossroads of just, what to do. I rescheduled my MCAT for August. Still don't know if I'm going to take that in August. And then as far as MPH, I just, I don't
0: know where to go. <laughs> so I, just,
1: I don't know. It's just a lot of avenues and I don't know which way to turn.
0: Joya, do you want to give some direction?
6: Chaos. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think the first thing to ask yourself is like, keeping them separate, why public health and why medicine? Like as if, you're writing a personal statement to both. Honestly, I would write it and see how convincing you sound to yourself. <laughs> like, see, see how much when you read it as if you didn't know you. How much does that sound like you're really into it? Um, and then you can kind of start going from there. I think MPH first and then MD is a route that a lot of people take. And then I also think dual degrees are a route that a lot of people take. But if you're going to do a dual degree, like do your homework on the program, because some schools have a really tough schedule where you have to do things concurrently. Some schools don't. So I'm at SUNY Downstate in Brooklyn. We have an MD MPH program and it's like fully separate. So the MPH is done in the summers, not overlapping with your MD coursework at all. And people, a lot of people opted for that because of that schedule. So if you are someone who wants to have that separation and have that time, that's something you should look for in programs. If you don't mind doing courses concurrently and maybe doing fewer courses at a time, but taking longer, those are also things you can look for. So I think a lot of this i'm i'm going to tell you to make a spreadsheet because that's who i am as a person but you know write it out a little bit like free write talk to yourself about what you want like why do you want to do these things what is the benefit of an md mph or an mph or an md or whatever the degree is for you like where do you want to go with it and then if you decide you want that degree you want that mph in addition to your md in some way shape or form it becomes a like parsing out the differences between the programs that exist um, I think it's an awesome route. I know a lot of people in my class who are MDMPH, who are going to be MDMPHs, some who went the MPH first route, some who didn't. But I also know some physicians that are my mentors who got their MPHs well after they finished med school. One of my current mentors got her MPH last year. She's been practicing physician for like 30 years and she just went back to school for her MPH. She's having a blast. Um, So there's like a lot of routes. I think it's important just to remind yourself there's no cutoff. Like if you don't do it right now, that doesn't mean you never get to do it ever. So that's, I think you should write things out and make a spreadsheet. That's my big advice.
1: Okay, thank you. I love it. Yeah, I've been doing my um, personal statement for a long time. And I noticed like some public health did actually kind of shift its way into my personal statement. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just noticed like, wow, I didn't realize that I, you know, had a passion for both. And so yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how can I pursue both of those, um, to, to my fulfillment.
0: Yeah. Do it. So yeah. The, it. the nice thing about this journey is there's, there's, as Joy said, there's no one way to get where you want to go. Um, and, uh, if public health is a passion of yours and you know, you want to be a physician, then you'll figure out how that looks for your career. Um, on, on the other side, you can, you can craft that however you want. So the, the one thing that I will tell you to stay away from is doing an MPH to look good to medical schools. Yeah. So if you're doing it, cause you, you're passionate about it and, and it's interesting to you, go for it. Um, also try to figure out the cheapest route to do it. Um, yes. if, if getting it through the medical school is going to be cheaper, um, versus, um, doing it before med school
1: hmm okay all right thank you I appreciate the yeah. advice you're welcome to yeah. luck all right thank you bye-bye
7: I love
6: that that like I was writing my personal statement and that this thing like came organically that's, yeah that's such a lovely thing yeah that totally happened with me and like mental health counseling and I was like yep I gotta keep doing mental health advocacy work like I need to keep that as a part of my med school life and that was like something that happened because of writing my personal statement
0: that's awesome and how do you yeah. sorry sorry uh who are you? Ryan? Uh, one <laughs> one minute. Um, so so Joy, how do you keep up the mental health adv- advocacy stuff during medical school?
6: Oh, um, I am a rape crisis domestic violence counselor. I cover um, a couple hospitals in New York. Um, one specifically in Brooklyn that is actually a rotation site for us. And I take overnight shifts on Saturdays. That's my Saturday night. My Saturday night jam. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's been six years. So I think it helps that it wasn't a new activity. Mm. So I'm like already in the groove of like doing these overnight shifts. And like, that's something that I've done for a long time. But it was like a decision. I didn't know if I was going to keep doing counseling work when I started med school and I decided to, to try and it, it worked out. It meant that I had to be super efficient on other days because I was going to lose a night a week. Yeah. Um, but it was really, it's been really worth it. And I think it, it let me stay true to a set of values that I was worried that I wouldn't get time wow. to really act in life.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's good work. Yeah. Ryan. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> How
9: you doing? Um, so just a couple of cool questions. Thanks for taking me on again. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm here every week. You're,
0: you're turning something. into Adidayo, the, the regular.
9: I know. <laughs> I know. know. got to use the resources, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
9: so obviously I've got a quick question about, um, secondaries. Um, that's yeah, the, that's the stage right now. So obviously a lot of these secondaries have word counts. They have, you know, um, character counts. Is it okay if I'm not necessarily hitting those or if I'm like, you know, somewhat off, especially for some of the optional essays, I don't want to include fluff, you know what I mean? But I want to get my message across as best I can. There's someone that, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. I just can't get up to 500 words or, you know, 2,500 characters. Is that okay? Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't want to fatigue the reader, but yeah, you guys answer. Sorry.
8: Yeah.
6: Go
9: for no. it. Oh, okay, that's
6: okay. Easy, okay. yes. Yeah.
9: All right. Yeah. Um. No go. Sorry. If, it, if, it's
6: qual- if it's quality, it's quality.
9: Okay. Cool. That's good to hear. Um. Another one regarding letters of rec. So I started working um as an MA like at the start of the month. Um. I'd really love to. There's some great providers there. I feel like I've already gotten like, a good connection with them. I'd really love to be able to like have a letter of rec for them, but obviously. You know, I probably wouldn't want to ask for that for like you know a few weeks or a couple more months, so they actually really get to know me. Is that a how does that kind of work with uploading that to a school? If I'm you know submitting my secondary you know this week or the week after, and I'm not uploading a letter of rec until maybe September, you know October. How does that how does that kind of work? If I I already have like my three or four you know letters of rec already sorted that I've had for you know a couple months now. This is a new one getting uploaded, you know, like much later in the application
0: process. How does that work out? Joy, that's a good
6: question. I don't know the answer. But you're, you're the <laughs> yeah. Admissions
0: so so you can you can upload letters mm-hmm. after submission. So uh, the the question I think you need to ask yourself is what is it going to add? If it's just oh here's another letter, someone else who also loves me, that's that's less um, yeah. less important to me. It's just overwhelming the admissions committee, the the reviewers with just more stuff to read. If you think True. there's a gap in in the letters that you have now, that are uh, there's a gap in the the picture that they're painting of you, that your current position and a new letter may fill in. Then, mm-hmm. sure, go for it.
9: Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Well, that's that's good to hear. I feel like that would be kind of what that would fill in regard to clinical experience. So, mm-hmm. I think I think that's kind of what that would address. It's kind of why I was like, this would be a good letter to have.
0: Okay. Um,
9: Okay. And then that's, that's good then. I guess one other question I have. So the diversity essay, obviously you've been reading a lot about, you
0: know. Oh, wait, I want to, but before we move on to that one, the one thing I wouldn't do is don't Mm -hmm. go and flag that letter right now. I would, I would add the letter to your application and upload it like immediately so that the medical schools aren't going to see that they're waiting on a letter Uh, and not review your application because it's incomplete.
9: Got it. Got it. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'll do that. And, and you know, maybe I don't even get it. But I was just like, you know, these prayers are great. I like them. I think they like me. So that'd yeah. be a good thing to have later on. Um, okay, so the diversity essay, obviously, that's one of the, you know, common essays out there. And I've read a lot about it. It's not all about cultural diversity, religious diversity, It's a lot about diversity of thought, experiences, stuff like that. Yep. Um, I do have some cultural diversity. I do have some religious diversity, okay. something that, you know, it's important to me that I, you know, like to talk about to friends and other people that may not be familiar with like where my first generation, where my parents are from or stuff like that. You know, I'm bilingual, all that stuff. Is it, if that's something that I'm, you know, passionate about and that I feel like I can really speak to, is it okay to still talk about cultural and religious diversity in a diversity essay? Okay.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's good you, to hear. You, you led with the right thinking if that's something mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. Okay. Sweet.
6: Yeah. I think the thing I tell people to avoid is like doing a checklist of everything that makes you belong (laughs) to a minority group. People do that. They're like, well, this particular thing and i'm like but does it matter yeah is it part of your
0: life my Um, my my great grandfather was cherokee and uh my great 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 grandfather i think was black like people will like go crazy (laughs) and like try to try to check all of the boxes like look at me
6: (laughs) i straight up had someone ask if they should include their 23 and me (laughs) Um, and I was like, please don't do that. That is awesome. (laughs) Private health information. Second of all, don't do that. Um, if it's not important to your life, don't do it. And like, I totally wrote about demographic diversity in mine, like a huge part of Mm -hmm. my journey and my life has been informed by being a queer Brown woman. Like those are just three things that are super relevant to how I walk through the world and why I'm coming into medicine.
0: So it's it so cliche. You were just doing it to get into med school. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and like, but that's the thing. Is if, you can, if you can stand up to that, like someone yeah. someone could totally say that to be like, oh, it's just a token thing. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like no. a big part of my life and also what I want to do as a doctor involves caring for communities that I'm a part of and ones that I'm not. Yep. So like, it would be disingenuous to my story and my goals and my values for me not to say those things in my essay. And that's how I decided which things to put in. You know, the things that are I would, be, I would be remiss to say yeah. not, nothing about those identities it would be an incomplete version of me yeah. so if that's how you feel about your background then it belongs in yeah. your essay
0: a million percent I feel
9: like you know growing up as like a teenager that was kind of a big part of like you know gaining confidence and kind of knowing who I was so I feel like that's you know important to talk about so I want to want to include yeah. it. So okay that.
0: Yeah. The, um, the biggest twist on that, that I, that I like to, to, to talk about are the, in the diversity essays is not just look at me here. Here is who I am. Here's the ethnic diversity, cultural diversity, whatever. But also how does that diversity of thought, diver, ethnic diversity, whatever, inform your interactions with other people? Yeah. And how are you yeah. going to add to the class because yes. of that?
9: For sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely something I'm trying to hit at the end of the essay. Yeah. Um, What I can obviously add to their class and that. Okay, sweet. Thank you. One other question, another big essay. So doctor, you know that I wrote like a disadvantaged essay, kind of about like the things I've dealt with in my life with all that stuff. Um, There are some essay questions that are kind of a repeat of that almost. Mm. Um, Obviously, they know that I've written that essay, they've seen that and I don't want to just repeat something that I've already written. And I I want to also make it like a sob story at that point. I want to kind of like shove it down their throat. If They can see that I've written this essay in my primary. They know it's there. Do I need to fill that essay out then if it's like an optional essay or something like that, is that? Do I need to fill that out or can I just kind of, they know I wrote this. they hopefully already read it. Just leave that kind of blank type thing. Or do I even say just like I don't want to put cite primary, but do I already <laughs> say <a> primary? Yes. <laughs> <So to> that.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Though, though there there is no formal way to cite uh parts of your primary application uh mm-hmm. <laughs> from an MLA standard or whatever those uh handbooks are. Um, <laughs> no, I I think uh, unfortunately this is part of the, the gamemanship of applying to medical school is mm-hmm. I don't think any optional essays are really optional. Okay. Um, yeah. so you should try to write as much as possible. And so you can give a little token nod to like, um, potentially as I've written about in my primary application this is a big part of my life, maybe taking a different angle at it. Obviously it's more characters, sure. more words that you can, you can expand a, a little bit on yeah. Um, yeah. so that you're not writing all of the same stuff.
6: I, mm-hmm. I took okay. a zoom yeah, cool. approach. I had a very similar situation. I was like, I already wrote this disadvantage. essay. what more do you want from me? Um, mm-hmm. But the disadvantage essay is pretty short mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like, I'll yeah. think a lot more factual. It's just like, here's the stuff. Here's the like yes. disadvantage. Yep. So I framed a lot of my adversity essays around like the lessons, the paying it forward, the way it's impacted my view as a physician. Cool. And so like yeah. that I think helped it be genuinely new content. Like it was something they wouldn't have gotten out of my diversity, my disadvantaged essay. So that's what I did at the end is I put every time I wrote an adversity essay, I like put it up like split screen where I looked at my disadvantaged essay and the adversity prompt I had just written. And I said, How much overlap is there? Did you get something new about me? As a future physician from the adversity essay, like secondary prompt. And that really helped because it felt A, not like a sob story, B, like a good representation of me as a person, and C, like an expansion on the slightly more factual historical aspect of the disadvantaged essay on like the MCAS. So that might be a way to make it feel less repetitive. And also, For sure. just you don't have to, you don't have to like trauma mine yourself. You know, there are things that I yeah. need to give detail on, and they don't, they didn't, they're never gonna get detail on that, you know? There are Mm -hmm. some things that are private and I went through them and they may have shaped me, but not everybody gets access to every part of my life and that's okay. But they do need to get access to the parts that demonstrate why I'm going to be a good physician. So that's kind of the like mental boundary that I set for myself. Um, And I think it really helped. I got good feedback on a few of those during interviews Mm -hmm. and they were like, this, this was like really well framed because it was about how you're going to be a physician. And I was like, yes, that was the
3: point.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like even just kind of writing some of these essays about adversity and stuff like that, I kind of, able to kind of reflect myself because you know dealing with that stuff as a teenager and like a young adult you don't really think about it in the moment but then when you're yeah. writing multiple essays about it you're like huh like this is this really did affect me in this way you know what I mean yeah. it really did kind of you know translate to how I am now but okay sure. cool well we're after twelve o'clock so I won't take any more of your time but thank you guys so much for answering my questions.
0: Yeah you're welcome good luck
9: have a great weekend thank you, you
0: too all right, Joyous, as we wrap up here, remind people how they can hang out with you with Blueprint MCAT.
6: Oh, you can come hang out with me in a, in a multitude of ways. You can join a live online class, um, I'm teaching several. Um, you can also come join the self paced online and get access to office hours, which I teach on Saturdays. It's my fun Saturday afternoon hangout um, <laughs> with lots of content review. Those are great. Office hours are like really deep dives on content, they're not so much strategy focused like a class. Um, but you get access to those whether or not you're in a live online class. But if you want to have like weekly hangouts with me where we do lots of strategy and lots of cars passages and science passages and questions, and you get a diversity of opinion from instructors, come join a live online class. I really wish I had done live online, but it didn't exist when I was <laughs> studying. Um, so this is my this is my way of like making the future better than what I had. So come yeah. hang out with me. Um, the office hours are part of the package if you purchase a self-paced online course, and you can come to as many as you want. Yes. So we love we love office hours we love these. Thanks for having me. This yeah.
0: is great. I, I love when you come on. You're you're fun to hang out with. Um, thanks. Thanks you for too. for coming and and hanging out. And congrats on finishing your first year. And thank you. Uh, Yeah. Good luck with second year. What's what is your schedule yeah. like? Is it a is it a full year still of preclinical stuff?
6: No, it is from august to february okay. and february to april is dedicated we take steps <sighs> at the end of april there
0: two months we
6: wow. start clerkships first week of april right awesome. into the boards. right in um you know what i'm psyched i'm excited i'm really looking forward to my like m2 topics it's yeah. cardio renal rest neuropsych Super excited for those. Yeah, Um, I'm having a great summer. I'm doing research. I'm going to go to a lab meeting right now. Nice. And it's going to be great.
0: Awesome. Well, congrats. Good luck. And hopefully you'll join us again soon.
6: Definitely. Good luck to everyone. Everyone who's applying right now with your secondaries. Good luck. You got this. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you on the other side.
0: Bye-bye. All right. So there you have it. Again, Q&A from Instagram Live. I'm typically on Instagram Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's the schedule for now. I'm also live with the mapped team Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern for Ask the Dean, which will be rebranded here pretty soon uh, as we bring on more team members onto the map team. So check out those lives, and don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com to go get that study planner tool to help you as a non-traditional student, if that's who you are, or as a traditional student, if that's who you are. Take care. I'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years.